Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey? That's right, I'm your host, Joey Awajan. It is Saturday, June 16th, 2012. This is episode number 55, the double nickel of Brave the Wild. Today, well, it's going to be State of the Wild 2012, the long-awaited State of the Wild 2012. But first and foremost, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board once again, and I always appreciate thesportstuff.com and Dylan Richardson for making this show possible. Of course, executive producer Dylan Richardson. But, yeah, as mentioned twice already, this is State of the Wild 2012, a yearly uh, deal we do here on Brave the Wild. Review the uh, regular, review the wild season. It's kind of like the season wrap-up. We talk about the Stanley Cup Finals a bit, the postseason a little. Uh, yep, the wild season in review in general. We talk about free agency, the upcoming draft. We're not going to try to be ex. We're not going <laughs> to tell you right here that we're experts on the hockey draft because there's yeah, it's just it's that's impossible to do that. It really is. I mean, they're in remote locations. They're 18 years old. They're playing in juniors and in high school. So it's kind of hard to just come up here and be like, oh, this guy named. Jeff Reinhardt or whatever, or the next, or Philip Forsberg is going to be the next Peter Forsberg. You know, I mean, he can't just come on here and say that because, really, to be quite honest, we don't know. Cam Barker was the third overall pick of the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring that name up to this show, but there's an example. A.J. Thielen, uh, what was the other one? Ben Wapulia. I mean, it's very easy to get busts in the National Hockey League draft very, very high up in the draft, so <laughs> let's just hope the Wild don't run into one of those this year. Thank God Doug Risebrow is no longer the general manager of this team. Um, but yeah, I wanted to have a quick note here real quick, very important. Uh, I wanted to have Neil Nate Dog Thiesing on this show as usual, but he's under the weather right now and unavailable and kind of had to get this show going, unfortunately, so uh, keep Neil in your thoughts and prayers if you can. That would be very much appreciated. So, uh, just mentioning that on air real quick. So, uh, to get on to Brave the Wild, the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, we for the second year in a row, a goalie has carried a team to the Stanley Cup Championship. Last year, you had Tim Thomas leading the uh, Boston Bruins to the Stanley Cup Championship on a very influential run, one that went uh, a bit longer, <laughs> one that went quite a while, and back-to-back years, like, the quote-unquote underdog won the cup, but then again, the Kings really weren't the underdog this year, whereas last year the Boston Bruins were heavy underdogs to the uh, number one seed, Vancouver Canucks. This year, the Vancouver Canucks were crushed by the number eight seed, that's the Los Angeles Kings, which are now the Kings of the National Hockey League. Jonathan Quick, a huge part of it. Other members of that team, Kopitar and Brown, uh, Dustin Brown, there's just so much talent on that LA Kings team. A lot of people early in the season were talking about the LA Kings going to the Stanley Cup and winning it, or at least getting really far. I remember poo-pooing that thought, <laughs> mostly because it's like, they're the LA Kings, what have they ever done? Well, they always have, they've had Jonathan Quick for a few years, and he absolutely is a great goalie, now a championship goalie. Uh, Daryl Sutter took over the team mid-season, and, well, Daryl Sutter is now a Stanley Cup winning coach. He's, uh, he's pretty much a lifer in the National Hockey League. Him and several members of his family, of course, Brent Sutter and others, 
Uh, it's been an amazing run for that family and Daryl Sutter. We'll get back to him in a little bit. But uh, it's the LA Kings story was pretty amazing considering they were really they were uh, really high. They were actually a number one seed at one point during the regular season, and then just dropped off significantly. In fact, I believe they were out of the playoffs at at certain points during the season, the tenth seed, ninth seed, and all that. They got in. They managed to get in with the eighth seed, and uh, well, no matter what seed they were, <laughs> they went on and won the Stanley Cup, and just an absolute amazing run. The Los Angeles Kings, 19 years after getting to the Stanley Cup Finals with Wayne Gretzky, Luke Robitaille, uh, uh, why am I forgetting, Rob Blake, and guys like that. Oh, God, what's his name? <laughs> Barry Melrose, who could forget that as the head coach. All those guys took that team to the Stanley Cup Finals in 1993, only to run into a freight train at the time, no longer, of course, called the Montreal Canadiens with Patrick Waugh and others. Went on to win the Stanley Cup against the LA Kings in five. The Kings won game one. A lot of us are thinking, oh, wow, here we go. The Kings are going to win a Stanley Cup with Wayne Gretzky. He's going to get his fifth cup, his fifth ring. No. (laughs) The Kings losing in uh, back-to-back fashion, or in in overtime games. A very, very uh, disappointing (laughs) run for them. They kept losing overtime games, and it just took the life right out of them. And the Montreal Canadiens won that series in five. This time around, the LA Kings took the life out of the New Jersey Devils, taking a 3-0 lead, and then almost blew it. Well, not almost blew it, but uh, gave up two games to the New Jersey Devils and uh, went on but went on to kick the uh, the Devils' butt in a 6-1 thrashing in Game 6. And they finally win the Stanley Cup. The first 8th seed to win the Cup are the LA Kings. And there it is. Congratulations, LA Kings. <laughs> Willie Mitchell finally gets a Stanley Cup title. Remember Willie Mitchell. It's the you know, member of the Wild during that playoff run. A awesome stalwart defenseman for the Minnesota Wild. And unfortunately he went to Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Willie Mitchell, he's really good. <laughs> Neil Thiesting has, has jumped in the uh, jumped in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So here he is. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? <laughs> Neil Thiesing, despite being under the weather, has made a surprise appearance. Oh, high five off air here. <laughs> um, welcome aboard. Thank you. Yep, yep. So again, yep, keep him in your thoughts and prayers, folks. Um, Merrick Zidlicky denied a Stanley Cup title. Mm-hmm. Now, who's that guy? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some... Hmm? Some rookie, some some rookie. <laughs> well, yep, the Wild traded him after he demanded a trade. Went to the somehow the New Jersey Devils went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and uh, but they couldn't beat the Willie Mitchell and the LA Kings. Hmm. But Daryl Sutter finally gets his ring after all those years. Took the took uh, the Blackhawks go to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Penguins. He took the uh, San Jose Sharks. From a uh, decent team to a very deadly team, couldn't. But the guy could never get over the hump. Calgary Flames almost got it though in 0304. Yeah, almost got it. Eighth seed, but couldn't beat the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Unfortunately for them, mm-hmm. 
Eighth seed, they lose in Game 7. Yep, but now Daryl Sutter finally gets that ring. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Sutter finally gets the ring with the, uh, the, uh, the Los Angeles Kings. I almost said Calgary Flames. Wow. But uh, there it is. Daryl Sutter finally gets a ring. I mean, everywhere Daryl Sutter went, everywhere he went, he took teams from mm, not much. I mean, the the Blackhawks, of course, were always pretty good. Yeah, the Blackhawks were really mm-hmm. well, like in the '80s and '90s. Mm-hmm. So that's an exception. They were a good team, and they they were better, I guess you could say, under Sutter. Mm-hmm. And then turned the Sharks into a great contender. Took the Took the Flames all the way. Of course, they didn't really do much after that, but still, not bad. Mm-hmm. Not a bad run. He took him to the finals. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, Daryl Sutter, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's a very intense guy, but a good coach, yep. Yeah. <laughs> very intense guy. Uh, Martin Brodeur, Brodeur. yeah, mm-hmm. age 40. You think he's done? Oh, I think so, uh. There's not many more years you can really go when you get that age. Yeah, even yeah, I mean, even if you're a goalie, which sometimes they last forever, like uh, Hashik and such, and yeah. Wah lasted a while. Maybe it's time. Maybe he'll finally hang it up. We'll he, see. he did so good, you know. It's kind of hard to keep on going when you get to the Stanley Cup and lose it. So yeah, that'd be pretty tough. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, he he got his three rings earlier on, but it had been a, a quite a while since they got their last one. Mm-hmm. It's a nice run, though. I mean, they got back. Sixth seed. Yeah. It was the Cinderella Cup Finals. Yeah, very much so. Pretty awesome. Yes, it was. So, uh, Zach Parise, well, are we going to talk about him? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite yet. Because <laughs> it's like, it's been a, uh, it has been um, an amazing run for him with the uh, New Jersey Devils, a surprise run with them. He's going to be a free agent this summer, and we'll talk about him when we get to free agency. But uh, a pretty amazing playoff uh, postseason, I I think. It it was a very amazing NHL postseason. You had a lot of teams kind of come up out of nowhere, and you had other, like the Phoenix Coyotes. I mean, the Western Conference Finals had (laughs) the Los Angeles Kings and the Phoenix Coyotes. Think about that. Could you even imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals, this sounds awfully familiar. New York and New Jersey, it sounds more familiar. Yeah. It does. Um, the Washington Capitals won a playoff series. Wow. That's like a miracle. <laughs> because they weren't favored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they beat the defending champions in seven. The Devils had to, I mean, it's amazing, the Devils. They had to go seven against the Florida Panthers. Which was your surprise team this year? So that was a good pick. They yeah. they got the third seed in the East, and you picked them to be the surprise team this year. So mm-hmm. good call. Fist pound off air. Yep. <laughs> uh, narrating for you out there. That was a good call. Mm-hmm. Very good call. My surprise team was Edmonton. Edmonton. And Where yeah, are they? way down in the doldrums. No, like the <laughs> catacombs of the Eastern Western Conference. <laughs> yep, that's where they are. Yuck. Whoops. <laughs> maybe yeah. next year, Joe. Yeah, maybe next year. Oh, man. Yep, I'll have to think of a new deal. Maybe it will be Edmonton again as soon as we do season preview. September-ish, mm-hmm. maybe we can do that if you want. If you're, Yep, that'd be All nice. Right. If you're able to, yeah, that'd be nice. Yep, that'd be good times. Well, yeah, of course, that's going to be a new tradition, hopefully. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, we almost had eight seeds knock off top seeds in both conferences as Ottawa could not quite beat New York. They almost did. The Kings, they'll crush Vancouver in five. But uh, the amazing thing is the <laughs> Los Angeles Kings were undefeated on the road until game five of the Stanley Cup Finals. Jeez. That's that's sick. That's crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely sick. It's undefeated. The very last road game they played in the entire postseason was their first loss. So, uh, just imagine if they lost the Cup Finals. <laughs> oh my God! But no, they 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 took care of business at home, which they absolutely had to do. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's truly amazing what they can what they did this year. It really is. They, no one saw them coming. No, no one really did. I mean, people made early predictions like way back in the year, but when it was playoff time, it's like you didn't really, you know, you couldn't really picture it. No, mm-hmm. it's too much competition. I mean, you got, you know, the Canucks as much as we don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, St. Louis, second seed, right after that, they they kind of did a North Stars actually, ninety one North Stars. Oh yeah. Number one seeded Blackhawks, number two seeded Blues. Mm-hmm. You know. And then they took out uh, number three seeded Edmonton or something like that, and then went to the finals and got killed by Pittsburgh, unfortunately. Yeah, don't but remind me about that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, they ran into a brick wall. But the Kings, well, they ran into a team that could have been dangerous, but they won. They beat them. Mm-hmm. Oh, why can't it be our team just once? I don't know. Just once. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be a miracle. Miracle on ice. Yep. Hey, it was a lot of Minnesotans on that team. Come on, guys, get that miracle in Minnesota, not just for USA. Damn it. Damn it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And again, yeah, Neil Thiesing making a surprise appearance, so I appreciate that very much. Welcome Mm -hmm. aboard, number one. (laughs) (laughs) That's Patrick Stewart, sorry. Uh, Any closing thoughts on the postseason? No, I just... uh thought that it was a pretty good Stanley Cup for what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of surprises, and I thought it would go a little bit more, uh, like, I thought they'd get to a Game 7 in the sta- with the Stanley Cup, but, you know, I was impressed that they could still fight back after the Devils could still fight back. I thought, mm-hmm. you know... After they won the second one, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe it might get there. And it almost did. It, I mean, it was scary until the Kings just opened the floodgates in Game Six. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it literally came down to whoever wins Game Six is probably going to win Game. Or obviously, if the Kings won Game Six, it's over. But mm-hmm. if New Jersey did, I gotta think they would probably close the deal in seven. Yeah, we would have had a very historic situation there where. Yeah, Wow, I mean, you had a team blow a 3-0 lead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the last time that happened, it was like in not really, you could say, non-modern modern hockey, because I'm, I'm a sports nerd, and I had an old, you know, I had sports almanacs back in, like, the 90s and stuff. Mm. And I used to look up, did anybody lose Stanley Cup championships or NBA or World Series or all that when up 3-0? And there were a few way back in, like, the 40s and 50s. I think that there were Toronto-Detroit series. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just the nerd in me talking right here. Yeah. And yeah, they won the first three and lost the next four. But mm-hmm. this is like in the 40s and 50s, but still, it's it has happened, but 
you know, World War era practically, so mm. way back in the 60, 60 years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, kind of like when uh, Minneapolis Lakers were good. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yep, 40s and 50s, yikes. That was back when the Rangers actually were winning cups too, or a, a, a cup or something like that back in the old days. Ugh, a lot of people were hoping for New York and L.A., me included. Not because I'm a Rangers fan, but it would have been kind of cool just mm. to see New York, L.A. in the final. That would have been neat. Yeah. I would have been cheering for the Kings just because, yeah, I mean, the Rangers are one of those teams that they sign, they sign, they just wind up signing almost everybody, but they never win. Yeah. They're classic, aren't they, that way? Mm. <laughs> kind of like the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Yankees win sometimes, not anymore, though. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Yankees, I'm proud that they're not winning anymore. Thank God, right? Yeah. Good riddance, good riddance, right? Yep. <laughs> so with that, I guess uh, we're going to close on the postseason, unless there's anything else. Here. Let mm. me find all, like... Yeah, I wish the New York had won because of Gavrick. Yeah, it would have been fun. It would have been quite a um, thing to... I'm sure he'd be playing for Bouchard and Demetria. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, Bougard, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bougard, yeah. The yeah. names are almost identical. Bouchard, yeah, they're granted you could say Bouchard, too, with his multiple concussions now, but... Yeah. Yeah, Bougard and, and Demi, Demetria was, just like, his best buddy. Mm-hmm. Ouch. You know? Yeah. Bougard, or Demetria was to Gabrick as Malik Seeley was to Kevin Garnett of the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Very similar deals there. They were like older best buddies, and they both got killed yep. in accidents, air, uh, airplane and car, you know. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see Gabrick in the finals. But it's like, here we go again for, you know, he ran into another hot goalie. Yeah. Just like he did in 03. Damn it. <laughs> yep. Jigger? Yeah, Jigger. That was unfortunate. So with that, we will uh, congratulate the Stanley Cup champion Los Angeles Kings and uh, hope that uh, the Wild can someday hold that big, giant uh, ringed cup someday. I really hope sooner than later. It's gonna. It's on, uh, it's on Fletcher and, and co. to get the right players in the system and onto the National Hockey League roster. So now we head to the, uh, well, the Wild Season Review. Man. For the third year in a row, the Wild... Well, actually, no. <laughs> second year in a row, excuse me. The Wild got off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Got off to a pretty good start a, a year before. Not, But, yeah, it was a very solid start. They would have been a playoff team, and then they had a huge collapse, and they Todd Richards was fired. This year, though, <laughs> they didn't have a good start. They had a phenomenal start. A sustained, sustained phenomenal uh, run. Where they had the best record in the league for over a month. Wow. Over a month. That's impressive. Yeah, and when you look at their final finish on the season, and where they actually were even before their cheap little run at the end, which cost them a few draft picks, or a few positions in the draft, I should say, uh, outside of their little you know meaningless run at the end of the year, you look at them and you're like, they really, they were the number one team for a month? What the hell happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did they 
did like five players like break their neck, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, people got hurt. But good lord, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's what happens when it's December thirteenth, mm-hmm. and you lose to a team called the Winnipeg Jets, which are far inferior. Um, talk about bad luck. Yeah, I thought that they would be able to beat that team, you know, just because they're new and all that. But mm-hmm. they just, I don't know, something happened where you can't explain it. They, they lost, like, their mojo. They absolutely lost their mojo. Sorry for the racket there, just not a little split second there. But, yeah, they lost their, they absolutely lost their mojo. Uh, it's just amazing the way uh, things can change and like like hair trigger reaction right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe what happened. Oh, uh, and there's one other thing that jinxed him too because I didn't do this. December the 13th, Brave the Wild was released on the sportsf.com on iTunes. And you know what the title of that episode was? Mm-hmm. Best team in the NHL. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you can't see me right now, but I'm hanging my head in, in shame. Yeah, because I didn't do this. Uh, you hear that? That's the sound of wood and I'm knocking on it. I didn't do that mm. during the show. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> December the 13th, losing to a team that was terrible as the Atlanta Thrashers. It's still the same team. I mean, they just happened to move to Winnipeg with their beer bottle looking logo. I mean, that's not a logo, folks. When I heard the ownership say, oh, we're starting new, we're not going to look towards the past, I was like, these douches, they, they just screwed up everything. <laughs> I just used a word I've never used on any of my shows, but I, I did. Ooh. Yeah, that was really douchey of those guys to say, screw the past, we're starting new. Mm. I don't like that, you know? No. Have the let, bring back the Jets logo. Don't I mean, they look like Labatt Blue or Molson Ice or something. <laughs> you could easily put that logo on a beer bottle. That's not a logo in a hockey team, damn it. <laughs> it's an abomination. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, we lost to that abomination of a team. I'm glad Winnipeg has a team again, but yeah, they're yeah, that was a joke that we lost that game. Then even worse, we got a uh a uh what's the word? A devastating overtime loss to the Chicago Blackhawks on the road. Uh, the the day after that that yeah. that's what really killed them I think I honestly remember that. Mm-hmm. that was tough that was really tough we should have won like those, both those games mm-hmm. like we were we were beating the Blackhawks in that game and things just fell apart and ever since those those events it was a straight line drop until like oh the last two weeks of the season when we said we don't want the second pick we want the seventh pick. Yeah, what's the difference? You know, <laughs> it's like a superstar or a question mark. I, I guess that's the difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Minnesota way, I guess. Yeah, Joey's too critical, aren't I? A little bit. A little bit. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So then the question does come: Is Mike Yo the right man for the job? I mean, that was a huge, huge collapse, and this one was. About as this one was even worse than the Todd Richards collapse, mm-hmm. which cost him a job after just two years. Yep. I wonder, is he the right man for the job? Mm, <laughs> he's still pretty young. I still give him time. Mm-hmm. That's just the trouble you with the young ones. You don't really know. Yeah, the young coaches and yeah. and young players too. Yep. 
could be a great success or complete failure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one or the other, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's uh, they're. I mean, and, and yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of just like up oh, one bad year, get out of here, you know. Well, I mean, it, it and it looked like the chemistry was there, and it's, all of a sudden it just vanished. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. And yes, injuries do that, but uh, and yeah, you look at the roster during the you know months of January, February, and you had Warren Peters and John De Salvatore, whatever the heck their names are, <laughs> guys that wouldn't. Guys that really don't belong in the National Hockey League mm-hmm. or NHL, maybe I'll say that just sounds a little better. But <laughs> um, they they have no play. I mean, no offense to them, but they really do not belong on an NHL roster for a team that's even semi-serious of being in the postseason. And so that's part of the reason why they stunk. But still, I mean, yeah, I I just think it was a little excessive. I mean, you think they'd be able to hold up a little better than that? Good lord. You know, I, I don't want to blame it all on the coach, but and obviously you can't blame it only on the players either. It's kind of both, I think. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out that good. Yeah, they gotta be able to cohesive, be cohesive, you know, together with the style. I'm sure they're just learning the coach's, you know, style and that. So it's gonna take, a, I think, a few years. To, they're just so happy that they were doing so good and mm-hmm. when it Bam. didn't go yep. <laughs> so good then we all kind of just said what the heck you know and <laughs> just started blaming people yeah I started freaking out and mm-hmm. like up oh, fire this guy this guy sucks you know nah. cut this guy trade him mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean and supposedly it was kind of got that way with Mike Yo where he'd get real frustrated like I wish we could cut this guy and stuff he kind of admitted to that at times he didn't. He didn't name names, but I'm sure Mayor Zidlicky was one of them. <laughs> uh huh. Zidlicky wanted to be traded because he, yeah, he was just just didn't work out. His oil and water with him and Yo, pretty much from the beginning. Um, and yeah, there were just too many injuries. Uh, the, the two of the biggest, of course, Bouchard and Latendres. Uh, Pierre Marc Bouchard lost about two years of hockey with a pretty bad concussion. Yeah. Uh huh, and then he uh, finally. That was rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. There were times when he's like, "I'm really not sure if I'm going to get to play again or not. I hope so." Mm-hmm. He's kind of like that, and then he came back and was solid for a year. It was kind of he came back like second month of like the previous year, you know, the year before last year, did okay, and then last year he was doing okay for a little while, and then had another one. Ouch. Yeah, that's. No good. Mm-mm. That's no good. I mean, you really hope for the best there. I mean, it kind of leaves you at a crossroads with Bouchard. I mean, he, he, he was an Iron Man for the first few, uh, several years of his career until the concussion bug really bit him hard. Mm-hmm. Quite unfortunate. Um, another thing is, like, any point in bringing back lots undress? I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me thrice, yikes. <laughs> That's a new saying I started on Timberwolves Explosion, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is another show I do with the Wolves. Hmm. Same website, same iTunes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, lots undress. He had one good year. Signed him to a two-year deal of like, uh, here's a raise, but then you know, but if you want more, prove it. Mm-hmm. Comes to camp out of shape. Has to have his surgery on his hip and abdomen. That was last the year before last. 
played like six games. <laughs> uh, and then last year he came in shape and then had a concussion. Hmm. Damn it. Yeah, that was, sucks. Yeah, and it was right away pretty much. It was pretty early. He played longer than the previous year, but another concussion. Another con- concussion junction, I used to call it. When there was like six guys in the wild that had concussions. This was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> concussion junction. Yeah, I remember that one. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't trying to make fun of the, the situation. It was just because it was so ridiculous. It's like, geez, you know. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are these guys? Like, the that little toy kids used to have with the little steel balls and they bang into each other? That's mm-hmm. what it's... Okay, that sounds really sick, but that was an accident. Whoa. But... <laughs> Um, But, yeah, no, it's like, are they just banging their heads together? What's the deal? You know, it's just unbelievable how bad of luck it's been going on out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots in dress. They keep talking in the paper, oh, is he worth bringing, is it worth bringing him back? Is he ready? And I'm like, "Eh, if you brought him back, I'd bring him back at, like, 500,000. Not at, like, 2 million again. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, prove, you know, Prove it. Yeah, I wouldn't give him much money. Mm-mm. I'd give him a one-year deal, five hundred thousand, maybe six. Oh, you're pretty generous. You're pretty generous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's a little bit. I mean, it's not much. Obviously, it's well under a million. Mm. Well, so it's like minimum range, but it's like one-year deal, one last shot. If you don't want it, happy trails. You know, mm-hmm. go Edmonton Oilers or whatever. Just like Ken Barker. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, man, frustrating. Miko Koivu, same old story, out for an extended period, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, another negative thing. <laughs> I know, it just sounds like I'm pounding away, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Is it, is it pissing you off? A little bit. Is it really? No, I just... I'm just <laughs> he's teasing me. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm not trying to pound away, it's just, that's what kind of season this was. Mm-hmm. The season pounded away at us fans. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, Koivu's out, same old crap. Mm. He's going to miss another 20 games, and the Wild will be, you know, without uh, a big piece in their lineup again. And, mm. and it never seemed to get the bounce of the puck. Yeah, I mean, Koivu just, he just can't seem to stay healthy for a full season. He just never can. The players swear by him as a captain, but as a fan from afar, I don't know. I don't really see it. I know a lot of the listeners probably don't want to hear me hear, hear me say that, but I'm on the mic for a reason. You know, it's because I'm here to give you an opinion, regardless if you agree or not. I mean, <laughs> you have the right to come in and yell at me and call me an idiot if you want. <laughs> but idiot. Yep, Joey's an idiot. No, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you probably think so out there, don't you, you guys? But um, yeah, to me, he just doesn't seem like a captain. I mean, he, he, he is, but he isn't, you know? Mm-hmm. He is in some ways, but he isn't in others. He's yeah. he's not good at the media at all, which is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not very uh, captaincy. He's bad at the media for the most part. They So lots of them say um, he just doesn't. Like, if things are going well, oh, he's behind the mic. If things aren't going well, He's like, I'm not talking, and that's not really professional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. kind of childish. And it seems like he's 28-ish now, 29, I think. Yeah, like, I wish we're still waiting for him to grow up. Okay, <laughs> you know, the hockey players never get old. Yeah, 
and they never yeah it's like yeah you think that they're uh, and, and usually their maturity level is pretty high too yeah but usually usually but his maturity level is high when they're winning and it's not when they're losing I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of two-faced uh yeah, any comments about Koivu uh, I just hope that he starts to turn it around, you know, because mm-hmm. we need him. Yeah, I mean, we we do. He's he's the best two-way player on the team, probably in the history of the Wild. You know, defense and offense combined. Mm-hmm. Not not a great score, but a, a very good center. Obviously, he's good at, you know, he, he's fairly good in traffic. He's, he's, he, he can score when he needs to at times. He's not the most clutch guy ever, but who is? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, you know Gretzky maybe or Lemieux, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, better passer than score, but that's what you expect out of a playmaking center. Um, so no complaints of that, but certainly not the kind of guy I want to build my franchise around. He, he's a piece, not a cornerstone yeah. or centerpiece. I mean, yeah, I definitely shouldn't get captain all the time. I think it should be. Uh, something that you fight for. Mm-hmm. You want to bring back the rotation like Jacques Lemire, River? Yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. I mean, it got weird, but it, at the same time, it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys would keep it for like three months in a row. Other times, it was a switch, switch, switch. I mean, the two guys I thought were the two best captains of all time for this team were not Miku Koivu. I thought it was Brunette and Bombardier. Yeah, Brunette That's, was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It seemed like every time Brunette was a captain, we played really well. And whenever Bombardier was the captain, we played really well. Mm-hmm. Really well. I mean, those guys I thought were the two best captains in the team history. And I guess Koiv was the third best, which is kind of sad and mean for me to say. But mm-hmm. I guess that makes him the current captain then. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I always like Gabber. Mm-hmm. You, think, you think he could be a captain? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I loved him as a top scorer. Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy had skills that you that have never really been seen in a Wild jersey since or before. Obviously, well, there was no before Gabrick, but because mm. he was on the opening night. But um, yeah, he has a skill set that's never been seen other than him on this roster. On this roster, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, but no, good thoughts there. Good thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Harding, he's played decline during the collapse, kind of in and out. I mean, not trying to rip on him, but it's just he was doing really good, and then it declined like everybody else, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But still had decent numbers, mainly because of the great start. Uh, he's a good, you know, he's good, but I'm guessing he's not. I'm guessing this is, might finally be the end of the one-year contracts for him. Yeah. Because the emergence of Matt Hackett. Yes, he just might be the goalie of the future. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It, it's funny how the last couple of years kind of semi-off topic here. The last couple of years, it's been a major contrast here. Like, when the Blackhawks won the Cup, there were two, like, pretty much no-name goalies that took them to the Cup, Blackhawks and Flyers. Yeah. And then the two years after that, the goalies carried them. So it's like two mm-hmm. completely opposite, you know, formulas. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So I don't know what to think. <laughs> Where Hackett's got, like, apparent, I mean, according to everybody and from what we've seen in limited NHL plays, pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And he's really young. Yeah. He's a pretty good goalie. Mm-hmm. Were you impressed? Oh, yeah. From from what you were able to see? You know, I mean, it was limited time, and obviously, too, you know, maybe you'd somehow, some way you couldn't be able to watch that exact game, you know, just because it happens that way. 
Uh, it's very hard to watch 82 games. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, definitely is. It's almost impossible. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, um, Hackett. Yeah, all all indications are this guy's headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so I, I gotta think Harding. The odds of him returning are below 50, just because of that. And yep. So we'll see how things go there. Because, yeah, Hackett's got to be in the NHL at some point. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty much the uh, the wild season review in general. Yeah, just great start, big collapse, too many injuries, too many no-names, you know. Mm. So it's like, I, I, you know, it's a combination of everything. You blame it on the injuries. The coach maybe got too hard when things were bad. Uh, the players got too down when things were bad, too high when things were up. Mm-hmm. You know, Extremes in all directions. Yeah. Way, sure. Yep. Injuries, health, every or everything. Yeah. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, you betcha. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> yep. Back to. I was listening to some of our shows that we did. Like, you know, previous uh, State of the Wilds. Just for, you know, just to kind of get in the feel. And yep, I like hearing that. So that was cool. That brought me back to the old ones. <laughs> so now begins the. Uh, well, first of all, would you like to go to free agency or would you like to take a break first? What do you prefer? Oh, could go to free agency. Okay, yep. I was just wondering if you're ready to rock and roll here. Uh, yep, uh, Parise, Parise, and Parise. Yeah. Yep, they're who? all, yep. You're like, who? Uh, yeah, it's this one guy who was on the Devils. He looks like Joe Maurer. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um Joe. For the longest time, I was going to say, yeah, that's just a pipe dream, you know. He came this close to the Stanley Cup. He didn't get it. He's he's either going to just re-sign with New Jersey, which actually I think is not going to happen, personally. But, oh, it's like, you know, it's going to happen. It's like, like every other time you have, like, the Marion Hoses and such. Wild are going to go heavy after him. And then, like, two days later, he signs with Pittsburgh or Detroit mm-hmm. or New York or whatever, you know. <laughs> and that's always the way it goes, and that's the way I was pretty much assuming with Parise all along. Uh, but then Lou Nanny comes on Dan Barrero, like he does weekly, and he says, uh, basically, like, uh, Parise is coming. And then Barrero's like, why? <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, Lou Nanny sat with, like, owner, uh, members of the ownership and general managers and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, well, the general manager and people among that group. And he said he, they're literally going to offer him more money than anybody else. And it's like there's no way he's not going to come here, basically, because, yeah, they're going to offer him an ungodly amount of money, and plus this is his home. Yep. So it's like a combination of things, plus... Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> plus uh, the the wave of youth that's coming into the organization, and also the possibility that we might sign another big free agent like Shea Weber or Ryan Sutter, both uh, def- big-time defensemen on Nashville. We might get uh, Sutter. That's the guy we're pretty much more after from what we know. Um, hey, you know, I mean, this could be a Miami Heat-type offseason for the Wild if that were to take place. Yeah. We just want to have Zach Parise do the decision and go on ESPN. Oh, that'd be sweet, man. I would laugh so hard. Hmm. See, the Wild would have to sign Stutter first, just like the Heat when they signed Chris Bosh. 
The only problem is we don't have our Dwayne Wade, unless you really think Clavo is. I know. I know. No. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. Zach Parise goes on ESPN or uh, actually Hockey Network or something and yeah. does the decision. I'd be pumped. Wouldn't that be funny? That'd be awesome. You'd say, this this fall, I want to take my talents home to Minnesota. Yes. So it'd be kind of like an anti-decision where LeBron basically gave the middle finger to his hometown and went to... You know, the glitzy Miami. Mm. Whereas in this case, he's going to leave, well, which is a place that's not glitzy, but kind of bigger name, New Jersey, to come home to Minnesota. Hey. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good the, old boy. The decision. Come on. Come on, Parise. I do the decision. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> Let them burn your jerseys in New Jersey. New yep. Jersey. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, they're the devils anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yep. They are the devils. They can burn them. Burn those jerseys in New Jersey, and yeah, and, and yeah, in that place. Okay, they're not really going to do that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, the decision. Okay, I keep saying that word too much, but I think that would be uh, that'd be a dream come true. But yeah, according to Lou Nanny, uh, you'd be an idiot to believe that Parise is not coming. So okay, I, I guess he's coming, but until it happens, I'll be. I'm not convinced until he's like holding the jersey at the press conference, yep. but. You but you uh, can't see it what you don't know. Exactly, you're correct. That would be a awesome scenario, especially with the wave of youth that's coming in. And if we got Ryan Suter as well. Oh god, yeah. Or Shea Weber, which wouldn't kill me at all. Mm-mm. Oh. That'd be nice. You replace uh, Brent Burns with probably a, an upgrade. In fact, most likely a guy who's more stable than Brent. You have Parise, you still have uh, uh we still, we're still going to have Heatley, who's not the greatest player ever, but... Matt Cullen. He was all right. You still have Matt Cullen. It'd be pretty good depth, actually. Mm-hmm. And then the wave, the wave of youth. If more than one of them comes in, makes the NHL roster and actually contributes. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure some of them will within the next two to three years. They, yeah. Whoa, that could be a pretty good hockey team. Yep. Could be. Never know. The Zach Meister. <laughs> the Zach Meister, yes. Man, uh, you know, it's like you want to get excited, but it's like I'm too scared. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like here comes July 1st. It's just like Christmas Day. You open up the present. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you think it's going to be this thing you wanted like for, like forever. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's like, oh, goody, it's Kim Janssen, you know? Yeah. Like that's what happened a few years ago. You know, are we going to get Chara or whatever, some big name guy? Mm-hmm. And it was Kim Janssen. It's like, who's that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Parise. Come on. Yep. I mean, that's the dream for the Wilds organization. They're going to go after him like the Dallas Mavericks are going to go after Darren Williams in the NBA. I mean, it's going to be a kidnapping, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Parise missing. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned to Excel Energy Center, and yeah, let's do it. Yeah, come on, man, we gotta do it. Oh, July first is what about two day, two uh, about two weeks away. Yeah, a little more than that, but yeah, it's coming. We're coming, man. We're coming. Yep, that was Garnett. Yep, we're coming. We're coming. <laughs> I hope so. Um, uh, plan B: Alexandra Semen, maybe Alexander Semen. Of the Buff Buffalo Bills, no, the Buffalo. Excuse me, I'm being really stupid. The Buffalo Sabers. Well, hmm, 
he was pretty expensive. I got to think he can come down from where he was at. That's a possibility, but I'm not all the way, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens there. Uh, as for wild current free agents, Wild Braziak is a free agent. That's the, did I say wild? Kyle Braziak is a free agent. Hmm. Um, I really would like to see him come back. As for the rest, not so much. No. Uh, you have Eric Christensen, who all he does is score on shootouts, and that's it. Mm-hmm. He sucks. <laughs> yeah. Je- Jeff Tafe was a great gopher, but not an NHL player. Mm-hmm. Man, Jeff Tafe, he's, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Warren Peters, who? He sounds like he's like my neighbor or something. <laughs> uh, Stefan Veyu, yeah, I'm, it's amazing that he came back in that Zidlicky deal. That was just weird. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Veyu and Curtis Foster. That's just weird. Both of them are free agents. Um, you can go back to New Jersey if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but they're just not NHLers. Uh, Foster kind of is, but yeah. yeah. Veyu, no. Ort, mm-hmm. Ort Meyer. <laughs> Sounds like a substitute teacher. <laughs> you know, doesn't he? Yeah. Brad Stabis, they hit. They let the door hit him on his way out. They cut him because he was terrible. Uh, D. Salvatore, yeah. He sounds like a... He sounds like he was with Napoleon Bonaparte or something. <laughs> That's about all I could come up with that. Curtis Foster, well, I liked him. Great slap shot. He broke his femur a few years ago, if you remember, with the Wild. I don't know if uh, you do. Yeah. So. That was a big thing. Um, he was an okay player. It wouldn't kill me if they brought him back just for depth. wouldn't kill mm-hmm. me. Uh, Lundin... Minnesota native didn't work out. I, you know, he was hurt too much. He was okay, but he's just okay. Yeah. So, kind of depends on the situation. Maybe you bring him back. I don't know. Same with Foster. Josh Harding uh, was the other one. Wouldn't kill me to bring him back, but I would not mind seeing Matt Hackett uh, getting some maybe split time with. Uh, with who, who's that one guy? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nicholas Backstrom, yep. Mm-hmm. And then the other free agent that has been re-signed is uh, Stoner, so I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Clayton Stoner, for some reason I was blanking on his name. I know what it is. Don't worry. No, <laughs> sorry, I'm just being weird there. But, yeah, Clayton Stoner, off injured, unfortunately. He made some mistakes at times, but an okay player. He's been re-signed, so... Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Aren't you happy? Oh, yeah. Aren't you happy? I'm always happy, man. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go to, uh, well, do we take a break? I'll, 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 um, give you the, I'll give you the call. Oh, we can keep, keep on going. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't mind if we keep going. I'm all in. I was giving you the call here because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. letting you... Uh, Letting you kind of go as we go here. That didn't make any sense. But uh, now draft for the draft, the current and past picks coming in. Well, the current. Well, no, we'll get to the current later. Uh, the past picks coming in. We'll just start with that. Well, Mikhail Granlin. We like to call him Michael Granlin here, but it's actually Mikhail Granlin, according to him, the source himself. The Finn, Mikhail Granlin, the number one prospect in the Wild organization and the first ever draft pick of, uh, what's his name again? Okay, uh, Mr. Fletcher. I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, Fletcher Betcher? Yeah. 
<laughs> Fletcher, Fletcher. Yep, not Cliff Fletcher, his son. Okay, yep. Uh, Michael Granlund has been signed, sealed, and delivered. He made a very highlight goal that a lot of people have seen on YouTube. He's actually probably more of a passer than a goal scorer, but clearly he can do both. Um, I'm going to make this quick little side note really quick. Let's just say there was somebody on iTunes that wrote something down saying I didn't know any of the prospects, and I just said, oh, he thinks there's nobody in Houston and stuff. Well, when you look at the Houston Arrows roster, whoever you are out there, I'm not going to mention your name, and I don't see it now because I don't care, but whoever you are, you're an idiot. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I know the wild prospects, and obviously you probably listened to five minutes of one show and made your opinion about this show because you have no idea what the bleep you're talking about. So listen to the show before you complain, before you make idiot comments like that. Um, anyhow, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Houston the Houston Arrows do not have much on their roster. That doesn't mean that I said the Wild have no up-and-coming um, prospects. They're just not on the Houston Arrows, except for Tyler Kuma, woo-hoo, you know, who's done a lot of nothing. Um, yeah, Almond and all those guys, woo-hoo. Yeah, I'm going on a rant, sorry. That's right. <laughs> sorry to worry you out there. Yeah, I mean, Granlin, Zucker, Charlie Coyle, Brett Palmer, Mario Lucia. Uh, what was the other one? There's there's, there's a lot. And did I name them all, sir, out there? Hey, since you like to complain and make na- you know, say yikes about my show. Hmm. Um, yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of prospects on this team. So... Yeah, there there are a lot of prospects in the organization. Again, excuse me, Granlund, obviously the biggest of the bunch. He will be here for sure. They're already selling number 64 jerseys. A very strange number. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a football number, I and guess. Nintendo 64. Ugh. 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 horrors there. Mm. I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people listening that are maybe a little bit younger than me. We're probably big N64 fans. I personally think that killed the Nintendo. <laughs> I'm just I'm mean, aren't I? A little bit. Yeah, I think it did, but that's me. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, Jay, yeah, you have Jason Zucker, Colorado College. Charlie Coyle was in the system from San Jose Sharks. Uh, Brett Balmer, Zach Phillips, that's another big one. Uh, Zach Phillips is probably less likely to be, you know, one of the main guys coming in. Lucia, unlikely to be... Uh, on the NHL roster next year, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. Brett Balmer is very close. In fact, he actually played for the Wild a bit last year. Very talented guy. But uh, Zucker, Coyle, Balmer, I think it goes pretty much Granlin, Zucker, or Granlin, Coyle, Zucker are probably the three most talented in that order, I think, coming into the Wild organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, are you excited about Granlin? Oh, yeah, man. Really excited. I mean, that's the real deal right there. Mm-hmm. It's the real deal. The real deal. And again, I'm sorry if it seems like I'm talking way too much. It's just, you know, just giving Neil some time to relax here a little bit. (laughs) If he needs to. So, um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of reasons to be excited about the future of this team because of the uh, strength in uh, in the system. I mean, there are a few guys that I'm missing right now, and it's just because there's, there's a lot. And... It's just how that goes. I mean, <laughs> Zucker, I think, has a good chance to make the team as well, though. Chuck Fletcher has done a fantastic job bringing in the <laughs> bringing in 
a wave of talent. Now we hope that these guys can officially. Um, we hope that these guys can actually do it at the NHL level. Uh, Johan Larson is another big name guy. He's a he's a Swede. He's looked on as one of the larger uh, uh, prospects in the system. Mm-hmm. He is uh, Zach Phillips has done pretty well. He's been in juniors at this point. Uh, that that Nick Palmieri. He's a guy we got from um, the New Jersey Devils. Didn't impress me with the in the NHL just just yet, but he's young enough that we'll see. He's only 22. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Hall is a member of the Minnesota Gophers. He's another guy that, you know, he uh, ended up doing, uh, he ended up exceeding expectations in the in the college ranks. He's a guy who actually could even be an okay prospect with his team. I mean, it's, there's, you know, the possibilities are pretty strong here. Mm-hmm. They are. I mean, there is a lot of talent. Just was it two, two years ago, I think it was, no, three years ago when Riseboro was still the general manager, I did a show, almost the whole show I talked about that the cupboards are bare in the, in the system of this team. I mean, the drafting has been so bad, there is nothing there. Uh, the cupboards are getting pretty full. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. It's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a very special time, I think, here in Minnesota in the next couple, next couple of years. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the AHL roster with the Wild. Uh, yeah, okay, Matthew Hackett was on the AHL roster, so there you go. There's the main guy. You could say Nate Prosser, I think, did okay as well at the NHL level. That's another guy who was, you, you officially you could call a prospect. Yeah, Matt Hackett is the other guy in Houston, so apologize out there to those of you that think I have no idea what I'm talking about. Maybe sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do too, or a lot of times I do. I mean, you look up and down this roster... There's nothing there, <laughs> other than Matt Hackett, uh, Kuma, kind of Kuma. You could say not much. Kuma didn't do that much, but there's not much there. They're either in juniors or in the, uh, yeah, they're either in juniors or in the, the um, or on the NHL or out out of the country like Grandland. So this is one of those things. Yep, Johan Larsson was the other one in Sweden. Another strong prospect. Who knows what he's going to do? It's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch these guys develop. Um, guys like Kuma will have a chance to make the NHL roster. Hikley will be the, likely be the Hackett. Hikley, excuse me, Hackett will likely be the number two goalie coming in, in my belief, replacing uh, Josh Harding. Well, as we go on to the current draft, the upcoming draft. My 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 NHL draft in 2002 mock draft has the Wild selecting a defenseman named Griffin Reinhardt. Know nothing about him. He's playing for uh, Edmonton of the WAHL. Again, I know nothing about him, and uh, let's just admit it. You know, I mean, I can't know everything. I can't. <laughs> I work two regular jobs, <laughs> and it, these guys are very tough to follow. Um, to me, he looks like a stay-at-home defenseman when you look at things. Uh, he's, he's a pretty large guy, though. Got to think he's got a ch- you know he's got a chance to be something in the NHL. Obviously, he he better be if it's the seventh overall pick. But mm. fairly productive in limited time. But at the junior level, Nick Schultz had 50 points, folks. 50 points. Did Nick Schultz ever come close to that in the NHL? No. <laughs> I think his season, his career high was like 19, 20. So. I mean, it's it's tough. You can't really 
it's really tough to like uh, gauge a, a guy's talent of the juniors to the NHL. It's almost impossible. Sometimes they shock you. Sometimes, and a lot of times they they don't. Yeah, for sure. They don't. Yeah, some you know who knows. You know, there's so much when they get drafted, they go through so much growing pains that never know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they go through a lot, a yeah. lot of growing pains, don't they? Yeah, it's a tough go. Uh, sometimes it works out, a lot of times it doesn't. I mean, there's countless guys you look on, you know, the end of people's fourth line, and they were like fourth, they were like sixth pick overall or something. Mm-hmm. Like Nick Johnson in the Wild this year, it's like wow, he was that high. Uh, he looks like a guy that wasn't drafted, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's how it is. That's how the NHL draft is. That's why it's really tough. Um, yeah, the top three guys had better had better be great. And mm-hmm. usually, usually you're right most of the time. Most of the time, like like the Gabricks and such, you know, like that. Obviously, you know Malkin and Crosby and you know countless others yeah. <laughs> over, over the years. You know, uh, all the way up to Nugent Hopkins last year. He he's obviously extremely good. Uh, was it John Tavares to the Isles? Mm-hmm. Those are some talented guys, but you know, after that, when you get to fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, who knows? I mean, you might have the next uh, Steve Eiserman, and you might have absolutely, positively nothing. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like hopefully it's the Steve Eiserman type, mm-hmm. or but who knows? You got Philip Forsberg going to Toronto. Hey, Philip Forsberg, mm-hmm. here you go. He's the future. He's gonna make uh, he's gonna make Peter look like nothing. Yeah. He is. I guarantee it. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who knows? I mean, he might. Who knows what he's gonna do? Great name. I mean, I love it. When I saw the name Koivu, it's like, oh, Saku Koivu's brother. Yeah. And I wanted him right away, and they took him. And yeah, he's good. He's mm-hmm. good. You know, Saku and Miko both. They have leadership skills. Again, I question Miko's a little bit, but. He does have some. I mean, I'm not going to write him out completely. Yeah. Um, hey, Henrik Samuelson, that sounds like a good name. He's a 26 going to the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, that sounds like an NHL player, but mm-hmm. yeah, you never know. Benoit Puglia sounded like an awesome name in the NHL. And, yeah, we're still waiting on that one. <laughs> He's a factor here and there. Oh, yeah, he played with Boston last year. That's right. He was okay, but, yeah, it took him like eight years to even make a team. Oh, my God. Look at me. I'm psychic. Now there's Derek Puglia. Oh, that's <laughs> horrifying. I have him going 22nd overall to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Derek Puglia. There you go. There you go. There it is. Derek Puglia. He is going to take eight years to get his first goal. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, Derek, if you're listening, which I know you're not. But, <laughs> hey, who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean... It's a crapshoot, folks. Mm-hmm. And I know they're scouted higher. You know, this guy's scouting scouting report is way higher than this guy's. And, yeah, you have to take him with the fourth pick or the third pick or the or the 14th pick instead of the third round. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, with the one out of three or four guys maybe you have on your list, you got to pick one of the, these four guys that are floating there. But the result after that it's it's a crapshoot i mean you, you have to do a lot of homework you have to gauge how they're gonna adjust to the nhl versus where they're at because mm. it's a big climb yeah it is that is a big climb yep. oh <laughs> huh. 
I mean, we're talking 5,000 feet up the mountain versus 50. You know, I mean, that's a big climb. Yeah. It's good. You know, we'll see. Hope for the best for the Wild in the draft. I hope they, I hope, I mean, they've done a great job in Chuck Fletcher's uh, stay for the most part, from what we can tell, especially early on, but even mm, the, the middle rounds, you know. The Z- Zucker wasn't like a number one pick. He, he's doing good. Larson, guys like that. Hey, there you go. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> yep. It has been a good go for the Wild in that sense. <sighs> yep. Yeah, and like I said, the late season surge dropped the Wild from the second or third pick to seventh. And they're saying, well, you got to keep competing. Yeah, I'm not going to tell these guys to lose, but I'm not necessarily saying tell them to lose, but don't act like you're really accomplishing anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, what do you make of that? What is that? Oh, <laughs> what what do you make of the Wild dropping from the second or third pick to the seventh and, and acting like they did something cool by playing better at the la- at the end of the year? Uh, I thought that was crap. Yeah, I I do too. They're making like, oh, hey, we got we finished strong. Yeah, we're gonna carry it in the next year, and it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, the last time they did that, they started worse, and a lot of the young players that did really good were terrible the next year. Well, <laughs> Rickard Wallin, I don't know if you remember that name, but Mm-mm. yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, he had a hot little month of April. You know, when the Wild were out of contention. And then came in the next year. Oh, he didn't even make the roster. He didn't even make it. It's like, well, that didn't mean anything, did it? Mm-mm. You know? Isn't yeah. it? it sucks. Yeah, it does. Stefan Veyu and Kyle Wanvig. Yep, it was those big three. They were like superstars with Houston. But, you know, Kyle Wanvig, Veyu, and uh, what's his name again? Oh, yeah, Wallian. Wait a minute. They didn't do anything, did they? <laughs> you listen to those names now about uh, 10 years later, and you're just like, wow. Wow. Uh, those guys were who? our top prospects? Okay, what? Yeah, who? Yeah, who? Those guys were like considered top prospects at one point. Ouch. Ouch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as we're nearing the end of the show, mercifully for some, but uh, unfortunately for others... You know, that actually like the show. I hope you do. You better, damn it. Uh, <laughs> season wrap-up. Are you ready for it? Yep. MVP, surprise, disappointment? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? You want me to go first? Yeah, you can You're go like, first. like, please, Joey, please. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, you talk too much. Okay. <laughs> so, um, during the course of the regular season, uh, yeah, you come up with, you know, you have to come up with most valuable player for this team, and it's one of the toughest things this year. It's a very tough choice. Honestly, it's going to be Greg Zanin. Okay, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, for me, it has to be Danny Heatley. And it's not just because he led the team in scoring, but he was actually fairly clutch. I mean, he's, he when the Wild were in contention, Danny Heatley was scoring the goals that this team needed at the most important times. I mean, the Wild were losing, by one, were losing against the Edmonton Oilers on the road, and the guy puts the puck in. With, with ice running through his veins with about a second left to tie her up, send it to a shootout and the Wild went on and won that game and they were booing the bleep out of Danny Healy because he refused to trade to the Edmonton Oilers years ago to me Danny Healy is honestly far and away the MVP of this team, he, he played all 82 games, Miko Cueva played a miserable 55 games I mean that's not acceptable to me Mm-mm. Nice nice numbers for in limited time when you consider that. 
he would have probably had about seven in the upper 60s, low 70s. But, you know, it's the same thing every single year with Mika Koivu. Like I've been saying on multiple shows now, he constantly misses games. You know, in 2009, 2010, it was an exception. He got 71 points. But, <laughs> but, Miku Koivu has, has been ridiculously inconsistent over the course of time. He'll, yeah, he, there are years when he'll actually stay healthy, which, you know, doesn't, it happens some years and doesn't others. But then he'll have stretches where his play will drop off dramatically for a two to three week period. I mean, a very extended time, and the wild play tends to drop dramatically during that time. And, um, uh, there's no way in hell you're going to get an MVP vote for me, Miko. So, for me, it's Danny Heatley. Hmm? Uh, I was like, yeah, Danny Heatley is definitely, he's a man right now. Mm-hmm. He's a great shooter. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 he's got clutch ability to his game. He does. He's got 61 uh, career game-winning shots. Game-winning goals, excuse me, game-winning shots. Uh, unfortunately, his production has been on the decline for years, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And he's actually two years younger than me, or a year and a half younger than me, which is odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's odd. Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about him like he's 50, you know, when he's actually only 31, 32, 31. Um, My lucky number. Yeah, that is your number. Yep, defensive forward to checking line, Neil Natok Thiesing, mm-hmm. number 31. So you're with me on the Heatley uh, thing, huh? Yep. That's the first time we've actually both had an MVP. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it was like a, dis- a really disappointing season and a team that didn't really have anybody be super great. But, yeah, I mean, Danny Heatley did a great job, I think. His, his stats don't indicate greatness, but he, to me, he outplayed everybody, I think. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool having him on the team, I think, just uh well, you got him. Everyone's like, holy crap. Yeah, it was a really big name. I mean, it's a really big name. Huge, huge name. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, Ottawa, San Jose. You know, it's just it's too bad to see the numbers decline because if he was still like that 80, 90, 100 point guy, oh my. And then you bring in Granlin and Parise. And, yeah. Oh. It's still possible. You know, with a little better production around him, he could maybe get to 80 or 75. Mm-hmm. I could live with that. I could live with that. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest disappointment? Well, you want first dibs or do you want me to go first? Give you a uh, chance to. I think uh, Bouchard probably was the biggest disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only got to play 37 games. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I thought he was going to be back for sure. Yeah. Unfortunate circumstance, huh? Mm-hmm. Another concussion. Ugh. That sucks. Yeah. Really does. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. who saw that coming, you know? But you never know with the concussions. They're just... If you get one, they say, you know, more likely you're going to keep on getting them. Yeah, it's like you're more vulnerable now. Mm-hmm. You know, like you keep stretching that rubber band. It's going to get stretched out more and more and more. And, you know, it's, it's like that. It's tough at first, but eventually it gets really loose. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with the concussion, unfortunately. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I can understand that uh, thought process. I, I can. For me, it's Devin Setaguchi. And I, my expectations were not that high with him. But still, you know, 
I know a lot of your fans had very high expectations of him, and he's supposed to be this stud, according to some people. I thought honestly, he was the third, or he was the third. Well, maybe not third, maybe second, or tied for second, maybe, or third best player we got for Brent Burns in the deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say it's Charlie Coyle, actually, that prospect. Now, Setaguchi's not old or anything; he's only like twenty-five, so he's got a lot of career ahead of him. But yeah. It's like, but it's like, dude, he didn't even get 40 points, man. Come on. Uh, he didn't even get 40 points. And yeah, there's another guy who's like up bit a bit a little bit by the injury bug. He missed 13 games. It's not that many. Mm. You know, I mean, you could do better than that. Yeah, for sure. He was a minus 17. Minus 17. He got, yeah, I mean, and you look at his hits, too, over the course of the uh, his career. Uh, he got like less than half of the hits he normally, or yeah, he got about half the hits he normally would in other seasons. His defense, you know, his defense overall is not very good. He's beyond inconsistent. Uh, he fell on a shootout. Mm. He fell. <laughs> what? He fell. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> there's, a, there's a YouTube clip out there. It's the highlight of the wild season. Here we go. Ready to? Uh, he's falling and he's sliding on the ice. And I know crap happens, and it's just up. It's just a little mistake, embarrassment. Who knows? It could even happen to the greats. But to me, that's just Devin Setaguchi in a nutshell. Mm. I was. I'm not a fan right now at all of Devin Setaguchi. Yeah. He could prove me wrong and go, 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 do it. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it would be better than that, but never know. It still could happen, but it's not not after a good start. You just need more mm-hmm. better role players, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, the role players that we had were guys that are, you know, third-line AHL players. Mm-hmm. You know, the Warren Peters types. They sh- they're not even, like, top-line AHL players that were on the NHL roster. It was a crushing... Uh, it was a, a crushing disappointment, you know, overall with Setaguchi. I mean, guys like that, yeah, you have injuries, but Setaguchi didn't miss that many games, and he did not step up at all. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, you could even say that with Heatley, but uh, he stepped up enough to at least be one of the true leaders of the team. I think, along with Kyle Brozziak, who had a, I think, a career year, 82 points, 40, or excuse me, 82 games, 44 points. I don't see him as a surprise. I just think he had a, I think he ex- exceeded expectations, though. Kyle Brozziak, awesome season, to be honest. Um, so, who's? Uh, do you have a biggest surprise? Or do you uh, want me to go first? You could go first. Okay, yeah. Like I always, I always give you the option to go first or second. For me, the biggest surprise. It was kind of tough. Uh, I want to go with Nate Prosser. It's kind of a weird pick, kind of a weird one, but uh, he was an undrafted. He was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, he's from Elk River, or no, or is he? I believe he's from Elk River. Yep. Yes, he is. He's from Elk River. A he, he's more of a defensive-minded defenseman, but he he packed a little punch in 15-1 games at times. Uh, he was on kind of a streak for a little while, or getting like an assist in consecutive games. He wound up with only 12 points at the end, but it seemed like his playing time really diminished during the course of the year. He's kind of an up-and-down guy. Some people see him as the Wild won't bring him back. He's a free agent, but you know, on a team that had a lot of disappointments. Uh, Jared Spurgeon was good, but I don't consider him a surprise. I already knew he was good. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick Johnson, well, he did better than I expected, but so what? 26 points. (laughs) 
uh, Colin uh, and, and Bra- yeah, Brozjak just he didn't surprise me. He just did really good. Mm-hmm. So Nate, for me, it's Nate Prosser, the defenseman out of Elk River, undrafted. I thought he was all. I, I thought he was all right. Mm-hmm. Not not great, but all, all right. Anybody you're thinking of at this point? Mm, actually, no. I was surprised by the coach, I guess, is my biggest <laughs> surprise. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a negative surprise, too, right? Yeah. Yep. I thought he was going to do more with the team after we had that big up. I yeah. was surprised that we had some, you know, we went down like that. Went down like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. I mean, a ton of bricks. That was the biggest surprise for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can, I can definitely hear that. And yeah, I mean, you don't always have to mention a player. Maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> you know, maybe I shouldn't have. But I mean, that's kind of my, my tradition. But I mean, yeah. I mean, that's always good to branch out a little, or yeah, to kind of, what do they call it? Go against the green. Mm-hmm. Rock the boat. <laughs> yep. Rock the boat. Rock, rock, rock yep, rock the vote. <laughs> Why am I forgetting the words of that stupid song now? Or not stupid song, good song, great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to know where you got the notion. There we go. Yeah. I'd like to know where you got the notion, you know, to rock the boat. <laughs> huh? I'd like I, to know. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Minnesota thing. Yeah, it is a Minas- uh, Minnesota. <laughs> 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 oh, you got me in my... Uh, yeah, there's certain things about Minnesota that I don't like, and it's not the weather. <laughs> it's the Minnesota fake. Okay, that's me. Not, not Minnesota nice, Minnesota fake. But, yeah, I'm just mean. Got mosquitoes paying a visit here. They're uh, live studio audience here. Got mosquitoes buzzing in the background. You guys clapping. <laughs> not not in celebration, but uh, more aggressive uh, uh, thought process against the mosquito there. But apologize for the noise um well i mean jason zucker did debut for the wild this year that's a final note you could say uh so he's already been on the nhl roster briefly that's that so yeah the guys of the young the uh, the youth zucker and brett balmer have already been on the team tom gilbert has was a very strong uh acquisition for nick schultz earlier in the year Shucks, he got uh, more production than Schultz did in 20 games versus 62, <laughs> which is <laughs> hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the team going into the offseason. Mm-hmm. Steven Kampfer uh, is another guy we got from Boston for Greg Zanin. Um, hey, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic with this team. Very, very much uh, reason to be optimistic. Well, if there's big news with the offseason... We'll be back. We'll be back to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, if if you're available, I'd like to have you on. If not, okay. uh, understood. You know, right. always you know, always try. <laughs> right. If Zach Frise signs, I mean, there's going to be a special episode. Maybe I'll just jump on, but depends on your availability and mm-hmm. you know, time on when, timing and all that. You know, media is mm-hmm. all about timing. That's why I was hoping to get the show done today. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, thank you very much for. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for the surprise appearance. Yeah, no problem, man. That's actually the first time in the history of my uh, podcasting career that I've had a surprise uh, <laughs> surprise appearance like that. That was pretty cool. Literally just came through the door and sat down in the in the chair. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it anytime. Anytime. Anytime yes, with you, man. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah.
Dome. Um, with that, uh, well, we're going to get to the contact details. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Always appreciate uh, your listenership, your support. Uh, we'd like you to join the message boards on thesportstuff.com. Simply go there, thesportstuff.com forward slash boards, thesportstuff.com forward slash boards. Get a screen name. We'd like that very much. Talk hockey, split up in divisions, in the NHL divisions. You can talk with other hockey fans like Matt Kennedy, like uh, Chris Porter, great hockey minds out there. And also there's the Facebook group for Brave the Wild. Brave the Wild, I can't talk good. You go into the search bar, type in Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild, and then click on the one that says Company, not Group Company. Not group. <laughs> then there's twitter.com forward slash brave the wild. Twitter.com forward slash brave the wild. And there is phone line. There is a phone line, folks. Yes, there is. And we'd like a caller into this show. We've been waiting for a long time for that. <laughs> the number is 209 736 7877. 209 736 7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling in for, which is Brave the Wild. Statement, shout out, comment, opine, whatever. More than welcome on board the show. Hey, let's celebrate the Zach Parise signing since uh, it's already a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a guarantee. Woohoo. Yeah, yeah. No, I like, no, like to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. I was going to say, give me one of those. I didn't get one of those yet. There we go. Or, no, you did one earlier. Sorry. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, hopefully that happens. Yeah, and we'd like to have you call in. That would be terrific. So, That'd be awesome. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. So with that, we're wishing the Wild the best of luck in in the draft, the upcoming draft, and even more luck in free agency because this is a big, big deal here. Mm-hmm. We have a chance to be like the Miami Heat without being hated. Hopefully no Dwayne Wade's being injured. Mm-hmm. Without, yep, no Dwayne Wade injuries. No guarantees of seven, eight Stanley Cups mm-hmm. from Zach Carize coming in. Yeah, we won't have to deal with that. Yeah, maybe we'll be like the the Thunder. You know, I love the Miami Heat. And I think you like them too, from what you what mm-hmm. I've heard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not on board with the Thunder like a lot of those people are out there. No, I'm not. I I like Kevin Durant, and I don't like the rest. But uh, we can be popular like the Thunder, and we're not as cocky as the Thunder. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, or as cocky as maybe when LeBron was talking about seven championships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're more. We'll be a more likable version of either one here. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. So it'll be like Miami with free agency and Oklahoma with the drafting. There you go. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Or we could be like the Kings. Yes. We can there be like the Kings. Go. There you go. Some smart free agent signings and some awesome draft picks. Congratulations again at 2012. Stanley Cup champion Los Angeles Kings. And it's time for the Wild to get closer and closer to that ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Instead of watching someone else celebrate, it'll be our turn. Yep. Yes. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Thanks again, Neil, Nate, Doug, once again. Yep, always ter- that was a terrific deal there. Thank you all out there for listening, for your support. I'd like to hear from you on that Facebook page and or Twitter account or, of course, the message boards and the phone lines. Let's put some faces. Let's put some faces here out there your listenership. That'd be great. So until next time, which I'm hoping will be sooner than later, we are going to bid adieu.